I like beer cause it is good I drink beer because I should If there was a song to sing I sing it and beer you drink I drink beer when I am sad Cause the beer it makes me glad Now there's nothing left to say So let's go drink beer Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And stop! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! world we are coming to you from the mike has a drink studio uh excited to be here uh, we have to start off with well mike mike has to start off and apologize last week's episode was i'm so disappointed we weren't able to get it published it was off the wall amazing <coughs> um at least we thought so, and, and and that really, to be honest, that could have been a combination of all the beer and all the uh, salted caramel uh, whiskey that, oh, that yes. Tom and I drank. Yes, um, that, that, which um, that definitely needs to stay on the mm -hmm. list. Yeah, but we got to try to remember what the name of it was. I don't remember the name right now, but I would know it if I saw it again. I right. Think. But hey, you know what? I, I, I got to say something, Mike. Welcome back for the first time in a couple weeks, Chelsea. Oh yeah, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea finally got her fucking priorities straight. <laughs> Decided that coming on the to be being a guest on the podcast is more important than saving people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like, Chelsea, don't you understand? That's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We brighten people's day. <laughs> if it wasn't for us. There'd Specifically, Terrible Tuesdays with Tom. Right, right, right. There's, mm -hmm. there, there are unfortunately are some listeners that do look forward unfortunately, to Unfortunately, every day is Terrible Tuesday with Tom. Uh, me. Yeah, that's true. Well, me too, because he yeah. sends me messages about weird jokes, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, thanks, Tom. I haven't done that in a while. This is the last time you complained yeah. on air about him. <laughs> well, last good. Week. I'm just reminding you. Yeah, appreciate that. Don't text me dad jokes. Bad enough, I... No, I'm not even going to say bad enough, Tom, because last week, last week you did have a good one. I don't remember it. You probably don't either, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember it either, but it, it was actually a good one. I chuckled, and maybe deep down, that's why I lost last week's episode. Right, because he didn't want to admit that he yeah, enjoyed the Terrible Tuesdays want, with Tom. I did not want the evidence to get out that <laughs> Tom actually told a funny dad joke. Um, so, I know the one is you're definitely going to hate today. Gives me something to look forward to, Tom. That's that. right. So, uh, this week we're, we're going to institute a little bit of a check and balance. Tom is not going to let me move until I actually hit... The special button at the end of the podcast because you can stop it, but then you have to wait till it processes, and then there's a little button on the corner that um, you have to hit. But it's like it's really weird because like if you ever seen the internship, you know, and they're taking they're working in the call center, and they're like, oh, the little thing will turn blue. That means it's good to start recording. The guy forgets. Does does this fantastic thing? Like that's what I feel like happened to us. We had like the best episode ever, and then and then you know I forgot to hit record, so we didn't get any credit for it. Nobody recorded it, mm -hmm. just didn't publish it. 
Yep, and this this platform, like our old one, unlike our old one, automatically saves. Wait! Quit chewing on the wires! Uh, these little freaking cats, man. Oh, that's completely separated now, Mike. Ooh. Yep. They they have developed a desire to chew through the lights on the tree. So we're still hoping they work. Um, <laughs> He's right back at it. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. There you go, Knox. Get him, buddy. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so I mean, we got a couple things that we need to discuss before we really roll into the podcast, kind of like normal. If if you have any ideas for shows, you can hit us up at our email. At Mike has a drink at gmail.com. We do check it. We do respond. We still do not uh, have enough money from sponsors to actually pay the IT guy to handle that stuff yet. He still works pro bono and refuses. But hey, man, he made us awesome coasters. Mm-hmm. Did he make those? Yep, yeah. Shout out to the oh, IT really? guy. I was just looking at those. This is pretty cool. Made some sweet coasters, <laughs> and they stay in a little stand so they don't get lost. Did he make the stand, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So, um... The, uh... It's one of those instances where the old apple don't far too, fall too far from the tree. Yeah, he's, he's got some talent. He made a he made a really sweet, um... Shark coochie board. Mm, cool. Whatever they're called. Charcuterie, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, has he made his own bat? No, that, that. Oh no, because he just got to the grade where they're allowed to start using yeah. the lathe. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Okay. And I think he'd be, I think he'd be hard pressed to find that sides of wood. Something fell. I don't. We don't. Oh, know it was what. a pen. Mm. Um, I think he'd be hard pressed to find. Because it needs to be like a six by six or a four by four. Four. It's got to be chunk, and I don't think that the school's gonna have a big chunk of oak like that later. No, I said it's got to be hardwood, don't it? Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. So that's him. Uh, you can also follow our Facebook page. We try to share every episode on there. So if you. Or if you're following us, you hear that, you see the episode, share it out so your friends can hear it. Um, we're still trying to grow. We're we're all, we're slowly approaching 500 subscribers. What what? Um, but subscribers, I'm going to call you out here a little bit. Some of you don't do a great job of listening every week. <laughs> you know, we're only we're only hitting about 20. percent We're only getting about 100 steady listens every week. Right. Um. And then there's like a fluctuation above that. But it is what it is. We appreciate everybody. Um, Facebook pages. Mike has a drink on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We are on TikTok. Um, same, it's the same thing. Mike has a drink. We're not going to talk about Instagram anymore. Yeah, we just don't go there. It's just lost. It's out in the nothingness. It's with the pickup line episode and yeah. last week's episode. Mm-hmm. They're all hanging out together. Mm-hmm. Hoping no one ever discovers them. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we've we've been doing the last couple weeks. Well, no, wait a minute. I forgot something else. So, Tom, Tom and I have some friends in common. 
our one friend is uh, a huge Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm a huge Eagles fan, so that's kind of how we kind of connected. Right. Um, but she shared a post today, you know, about the Eagles and just the Phillies, and and she was like, you know, I really, I don't, I don't, I don't like the Phillies. I like, you know, the team from Cleveland, but I really wish well, I was just, back in the city. Because just because of how hyped the city is the, right now the, over it. Eastern PA, it's insane. Well, especially since, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I read today that Philadelphia's Major League Soccer team is in the finals. Is undefeated in the finals this year so far. Yeah, they've been good for a while. We used to have a really good lacrosse team. I don't know if uh, the Philadelphia Wings, I don't know if they're still there. Um, The Sixers are struggling. The Flyers, as of the last time I checked, were in first place. Of oh, the Metro, not the league. They're, yeah. they're like, but still, they're like, yeah, as of two days ago, they were third yeah. in the which, league. So, which, which I is, know the hockey season's young, but as a Flyers fan, that's a win. Because normally it's like three games in and they're in last place, and that's kind of where they sit. Okay, so I got to say something, seeing as we're talking about hockey here. Now, Mike knows this because I said this to him on a Sunday during our meeting for this week was that I'm highly disappointed um, with the one overrated old defenseman of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm not going to say his name because I'm pretty sure he'd sue if you he heard. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, I come right out and I said, you know what, if he's still here at trade deadline or after trade deadline, I'm going to find a new team. And then, and then of course the team he was going to go to. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I grew up in Houston. Okay. So the closest hockey team to Houston was the Dallas Stars. But being living in Houston, my dad's rule was, you know, we don't cheer for Dallas. So whatever. Okay. So my all right. Well, if the Pens disappoint me, I'll go to become a Stars fan. But then today, they signed Mister Cement Glove himself, Matt Murray. I just can't win. <laughs> no. And I just looked into the pool table room. He's all the, the way up the, there. He's coming oh, yeah. down the, now. The Christmas tree is swaying back and forth. <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> because the cats are up while well, Knox or Wentz was up there. And he's now come down and now there's a cat fight that broke out. So, ah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's easier to do a podcast with. Those two knuckleheads or Hudson. <laughs> but... That Tom and his, I grew up in Houston, circles all the way back to our friend Katie Joe. That's right. Because <laughs> Tom posted underneath her thing, was it yesterday? Yeah, that I don't even watch baseball. But I'm cheering for Houston. Because I grew up in Houston and I love to stir the pot. So Mike fired me off air again, yeah. which is against my contract, sir. So, so uh, well, whatever, man. Then have your people talk to my people. <laughs> you know, it's just like a real job, Tom. Anything you say, <laughs> if it causes a bad reflection on the podcast, you can be terminated. So does that mean you can be terminated for being a flyer fan? No. <laughs> It's my podcast, Tom. Huh? My rules. Um, 
So I I saw it and went, ah, yeah, you're you're not even don't even show up on Tuesday. You're off the podcast. So and then you know I thought, oh, you know it's Tom. I I can't do that to him. So he comes over. We start watching. Oh, watching I know exactly where you're game, going. I know exactly right? where you're going with this. Start watching the Phillies game, and a batter went and called timeout. As the pitcher was starting his windup. Uh, he was not into his windup yet. He was um, starting his windup. Yeah, he took this step. But if he calls timeout, it's up to the ump whether or not he gets it. That was Hern- very Hernandez-ish. Probably. But so Tom starts <laughs> screaming like, I'm not oh, screaming. I'm- that's bullshit. Beat him. You should beat, beat him. him. If I was that pitcher, as soon as he stepped in, I'd peg him. I hate that shit. And I was like. He's like, dude, you're dude, fired. You're and then. You're off the podcast again. You didn't even make it through pregame. But then here's my logic to that. I'd have said the exact same thing if an Astro would have done it. Because that's just cheap as a player to do. I don't care what organization you're with. That's just... That's just... I know it's part of the game and strategy and this and that. But it's a dick move. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Um, but I tell you what, it's a good time to be a Philadelphia sports fan, Tom. It is. The Eagles kicked the shit out of the Pittsburgh Squealers this weekend <laughs> um, to go 7-0. and You know, but that's not what surprised me about sports scores this week. What surprised me was last night. The Brownies. Cleveland kicking the shit out of Cincy. Hey, all I know is Nick Chubb. The monster. You ever want to be a guest on this podcast, dude? <laughs> you are on. You have single-handedly won me two different fantasy games this week or this this season so far when you've had either the Monday night game or the Sunday night game. So there'll always be a place at Mercer Mike's, and Mike has a drink for Nick Chubb. That's right. If he can fit in the doors, his shoulders are probably wider than the door frames. You and I standing side by side together are still yeah. probably smaller than him. He's a big man. so He's 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 stout, too, yeah. isn't he? Well, well, stout for them. He's probably still taller than me. Well, that's, that's fair. Because, um, you know, I'm a little bit vertically challenged. But um, – I'm still taller than Brian Martin, and that's all that matters. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he's little. He's a little person. Um, so the yeah, well, take that, Brian yeah, Martin. Yeah, little guy. Yeah, um, you. <laughs> Phillies or or the, the Eagles seven and zero now playing Houston on Thursday. So how have they ever gone eight and zero? I know you told me they've gone six and zero a few times, and I don't remember about seven and zero or eight and zero. I remember we were talking about the other day, one but I don't time, remember. I think one time they hit 7-0. Because um, let's face it, I mean, the, the, uh, yes, I grew up in Houston, but there's <laughs> the Texans really. No, you know, if they The Eagles get, have a scrimmage on Thursday. Yeah. If they don't get cocky and they play out their season, they could be... They could be ten and zero or eleven and zero before before they even have a close game. Well, that's the thing though is you just said possibly the number one reason of what's going to shoot them in the foot. Yeah, is themselves. We'll see. So it, far, it, again, possibly. Right um, and the fighting fills. 
Last team to clinch a spot in the playoffs are in the World Series. It's tied one to one, but right now, before the podcast started, it was four to zero. Tom's going to check the score. If he comes back and gives me bad news, you all know what's going to happen. Still 4-0, and uh, Houston just popped out for the third out, so Philly's coming back up the bat, still up 4-0. All right, so that should be like the end of the – that should be the fifth. That's the end of the fifth, yeah. So. <laughs> all right, so shout out to them. Um, anything else? I mean, I, you got anything, Chelsea? No, I was just starting to wonder if we were going to get the topic or continue to talk about. We're still so early. Yeah, we're way ahead of schedule, Chelsea. We're about twelve minutes away from being on topic. You're yet. sixteen minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder she falls asleep every time. Right. She comes. <laughs> uh, well, I was just thinking: is the couch available, or is Hudson on it? No, Hudson's up in jail. Oh, sweet. So, although um, you might get mugged by uh, winks and knocks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, they're too busy at the top of the Christmas tree. Yeah. Well, nope, just wakes. Knox is down on the bottom still. See, look. He's attacking a skull. They take yeah, my, my Halloween skulls off the tree. You have them up too high. they got to climb up. And then they run around with them in their mouths. He's trying. Uh-huh. That, that's a warning to the stray cats in the neighborhood looking through the windows. That could be. could be. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I You know... We appreciate that, that, you know, we have been getting some feedback. Um, we don't know when we're going to have the witch back on. Tom and I are going to kind of start going into, like, our own little groove again and see what's happening um, and kind of see where we go. We'll probably have to actually have a real podcast meeting and plan out, plan out the next five or six episodes. But um, that's where we're at. So, like I said earlier, we've been doing, because Chelsea's so concerned with time. (laughs) Um, We've been doing, oh, what's this one? Okay. Neon Bear Hut. This is, is, I guess, a good time to discuss what we're drinking this evening. Well, I noticed my beer was empty and yours was empty, so. Yeah, so (laughs) we started off with uh, some Yingling Premium Light. I do not like Yingling. No, which traditional? Which, I do not like the traditional Yingling lager. Which is with garbage. I come in the first day he had it, and I was like, "What the hell is this, Mike? You don't drink Yingies." This is more like a, a beer. This is like a light beer. It's not the dark Yingling. Oh, is he gonna do it? Did he do Congratulations. it? Congratulations! <laughs> so, for the first time in his career, on Mike has a drink. Tom actually successfully cut the top off of yeah. a beer can. Listen, before we even get to the beer, let's talk about Woo! the little gadget we have here. It's it's made by uh, Draft Top. You squeeze it on the top of the beer, you spin the beer, and it takes the lid right off the beer. This might be the greatest thing in the world. Is it practical? It's not bad. No, for being it is yeah. not practical. Is it fun? Hell Fucking yeah! Right. And you know, the one reason I really kind of got it was because, like, sometimes when you go camping, you're in the in the uh, state parks and shit, right? Not allowed to have alcohol in there, right? Quote unquote finger parenthesis ghosts, right? So what I figured was, yeah, you're right. I'm not really allowed to have alcohol in there, right? So I'm gonna take my draft top, 
bring a case of soda. Um, by the way, Draft Hub LLC, we are looking yes, for sponsors. Yes, we would love to sponsor this. We would love to give you a nice spot. Right in the beginning, in the middle, the end. We'll play play your ad every five minutes. Um, and people probably enjoy that more than the podcast. But I figure I could use this, take the lids off my sodas, and then fill them up with rum. Allegedly. Allegedly. When I'm at places you're allowed to do that, maybe. Um, but anyway, so Tom brought the drinks tonight. These are... It's a... Made by Goose Island Brewing Company. They're called the Bear Hug... It's the Bear Hug Traveler Pack. So our first beer that we're trying is called the Neon Beer Hug. It... I can't read. 7.0. 7, 7, 7% alcohol. So, let's see what we got here. Chelsea said it tastes good for being an IPA. I don't like IPA, and it's decent. I'll wait for her. Ooh, it smells kind of sour. Whoops, it didn't take the top with it. Oh, Tom did something better than Mike. First time ever. All right. That's mm. definitely an IPA. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, that one's good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It almost it almost <coughs> tastes more like an, a New England pale ale. Yeah. Um definitely you definitely get the hops. It kind of smells like a can of pine cones. Um <laughs> Which is good if you like pine cones. If you don't like pine cones, this probably is not the beer for so you. So if you're a Miller drinker, yeah. you'll love this. If, you're, if your idea of a heavy beer is regular bud, you're not going to like this. Right. Um, Which, um, do you remember, did you ever try when it was still around the blood, the Bud Black Crown? No. It was their version of a dark, hoppy IPA. Oh, favorite beer I've ever had. Really? But unfortunately, they don't mass produce it anymore, so you have to special order, and it's like insane price because, you know, that's just okay. capitalism. All right. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, especially you, there's only a shelf life so long. Right. You know? um, but um, So this week, we've kind of did the haunted stuff. We've done all things haunted. We finished up with our serial killers. <coughs> so... Tom came up with the idea of what, like weird historical facts, the, like weird, weird things, moments in history, weird things or so, you that know. have happened in history that maybe you couldn't believe. Now, you know, between Tom and I, there is a bit of a language barrier with English not being my first language. I looked more at like myths, right? You know what I mean, like events, the factual side of the myths. Yeah, events occurred occurred in history, but we've kind of grow grew up believing in the myth, or we've been taught taught the myth by like almost like tall tale style. Well, not quite, no, not really. But like you'll see what I mean when I, when I get into some of mine. Um, oh, I know where you went, but I'm just trying to lead the yeah. listeners there. But so I'm just leading them down yeah, the wrong path. Kind of just like <laughs> exaggerated events, you right. know what I mean? Um, 
but and some of some of my stuff's not that. Some of it it's just kind of like what. But anyways, so uh, Tom, your episode. Why don't you hit us with your first thing? Well, I mean, in uh, five forty A.D., uh, after taking the city of, and I'm gonna butcher these names. I apologize. I'm sorry. Hi, Mason. After taking the city of Antioch. 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 Okay, thank you, sir. Welcome. Which is a modern-day Turkey. Mm-hmm. Sasanian Emperor Kosovov? Kosovov? I don't know that answer. Or Kosro. Kosro. Completely destroyed the city. Completely erased it. Okay. Then built an almost identical one. On the quote-unquote embers of the old city. And then named it... When Anatuk Kushava, which translated to English means... Kushra made this city better than Anatuk. So he completely destroyed the city, built an identical one on top of it, and said... I did it better. Look, man, if you're a ruler back then... You, 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 you do whatever you want. Right? right. You know what I mean? Like, if one wife told you it was that was a dumb idea, you got rid of her because you had 42 more. You right. You know what I mean? So, back then, you know, rulers and, and chieftains, and they really they really didn't have to worry about that. No, but see, here's the thing, though, is... is um, now, does I, that make sense? Absolutely no. not. Well, see, here's my um, take on it, is... How p- how pissed did they make him beforehand? Yeah, to where yeah. he had them completely burn the city yeah. down. It makes it really makes you wonder what started that. Battle. Right, and again, I'm I'm thinking there was a girl involved, kind of like Troy. Right, you know, someone stole someone's princess. Get over it. There's like 84,000 more princesses out there. Get another one. <coughs> so, that, that's pretty interesting. Um, so, my first one... Sorry, I'm assuming you knew that since you knew the pronunciation of the uh, city. I knew the city, oh. and, I, and I knew that it was destroyed. I did not know that an identical city was built on top. Oh, and then when uh, like uh, the surviving civilians <coughs> were forced to move back into... They're old houses. They're old houses that were brand new. <laughs> that, that, that's a, I'm sorry, that's a King Petty. That's well, it. Absolutely. And on that top is of a it, Richard and Petty. on top of it, you know, you know damn well, they brought all that shit down and then made them not only move back in, but they made them fucking build it. <laughs> Probably. Rebuild, rebuild your house. Probably. Good, it's yours now. You know, and um, and the sad thing is with history books is they don't highlight that, but you can almost <coughs> assume that that's... Yeah. Well, anything that got built back then was by the conquered people. Um, so, I, like I said, I kind of went in a different direction, right? Whoa. Right? Where did that come from? I heard a lot of cheering from the Phillies, too. But I went, I went like this. Tom, you, you've heard of... Paul Revere, right? One by land, two if I see. Yes, you've heard of my man Paul Revere, right? He was a silversmith. Oh, Jesus. Oh. 
Seven no Phillies. All right. Phillies are one and seven zero. You're yeah. here first if you're not watching it on TV. So, you know, growing up, we were always taught when Paul Revere was on his ride, right? He's riding through these towns, and what's he doing? The British are coming. He's screaming, the British, the British, are, British coming. are coming, right? Yes. Absolutely did not happen. Not at all. And um, he was nowhere near the only one riding. Right. There was there was a whole bunch. And Paul Revere gets credited with it. Oh. I don't know. A little fuzzball or something. But he gets credited with it, and he actually didn't even make the ride. He got captured. Right. About halfway through. Um, but it was all clandestine. You know, it was hush-hush. We didn't want the British troops that were in these towns to know that we know mm-hmm. that their army is now coming. So that's that's kind of where I went with what, this. But no, but it makes a... Uh, um, I, I might catch some heat for this, but it makes for a great way to hook children into history. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a better story. Right. Um, Which, unfortunately, and not just... This country, but every... Well, you know what they mm-hmm. say. History books are written by the winners. Correct, correct. And every winner likes to make themselves look good. Well, not just every winner, everybody. Right, right. Kind of like the Eagles, they look good. Um, all right, so what's your next one, Tom? I am going to jump right up to the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis. Okay. Talking about the shit show... Of a marathon. Okay. First place guy took over three quarter of it in a car. Second place guy almost died because he was given a quote unquote performance enhancing drink, which was basically milk and rat poison. Oh, wow. So he actually got carried across the finish line. Third place guy, kudos to you. Ran it legit. Earned his third place. Earned it like a champ. He should have gotten first because obviously. Yeah, the other two. Well, the guy that drank the rat poison, though. Well, no, okay, yeah, so he should have been second instead of yeah. third. The fourth place guy, though, was a Cuban national. Okay. Who ran three quarter of the race. Then laid down and took a nap, and then got up and kept running and got fourth place. And he place. still finished in fourth place. Still finished in fourth place in dress pants and loafers, Mike. How is that even possible? Um, because um, the other, the only other one. Now I'm sure there were a lot more runners than just these five well, that I mentioned so back then, right? But um, because the one guy. Definitely had to because conditions were terrible. Okay. Preparations were not made, and the entire um, course for the marathon was just dust-ridden. Okay. And, you know, so a few of the participants withdrew because, you know, lungs getting real heavy with the dirt and stuff in them. Whatever. One gentleman actually kept, you know, said, no. Hell with that, hell with that, I'm going to keep pushing, I'm going to keep pushing. Ended up inhaling so much dust that it actually, like, ruptured his esophagus and stomach lining, and he had to be hospitalized. So he got a DNF? Yes. Yeah. You know, I I hear you talking about this, and that reminds me of, 
Um, the Adam Sandler movie, that's my boy. <laughs> when, when, uh, the, the, his, uh, his friend lays a bet down that this fat guy will win the marathon. Oh, right, right. Go, you fat. Yeah. yeah. And somehow this dude finishes the marathon. While chugging a gallon yeah. of milk or yeah. dumping a gallon of Ch- milk on himself or something. Running with chocolate milk or something. Ch- yeah. <laughs> That's what that reminds me <laughs> of. So, did you ever hear of uh, a lady named uh, Marie Antoinette? Let them eat cake. Yeah. She never said, Tom. No, she did It's not. fake. She never said it, and poor Marie Antoinette has been villainized during during this time period because she was rich and proper. And well, every aristocrat in yeah, France was right, treated that well, way. And and so they were like, "Oh my gosh, Marie Antoinette has no compassion." She never said that. No. In fact, she was quite outspoken about. Mm. Well, right. again, she did not, um, reportedly, I, I cannot confirm because I was not alive, but she reportedly never dug in her own pocket, but constantly chastised other Aristocats for also not digging in theirs. Right. Which, right. I, which I can I can get them kind of going, you're not, yeah. why should I? Right. Well, which, and- which is a terrible mindset, but is... Uh, yeah. under, understandable, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, don't be a hypocrite. You right. know what I mean? But here's the deal. There's the, the, the villain. This guy's a villain. This guy, his name's Jean-Jacques, Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Oh, Rousseau. Rousseau. Oh, yes. Everybody so he, he is the one that started telling everybody that Marie Antoinette said this, right? Um, when he... Marie Antoinette at the time was about 14 years old and wasn't even a princess yet when he claimed to have heard it. Wow. Yeah. Dumbass. What do you got, Tom? Oh, you're done? Yeah, that's all I have for that one. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> British soldiers. <clears throat> Kidnap a cat. Off of a Nazi Navy boat. Okay. Before they sink it. Okay. Uh, they now there's conflicting reports, but the uh, majority of the quote unquote non mainstream, I guess, sites that you go to or that I went to, I'll mention it as them being like a pirateer style, boarding the Nazi ship and stealing their cat. Not just a cat, you know, whatever they could. Okay. That was a value. And then sabotaging it and then writing that, you know, uh, filing that they sank it with a torpedo or something. Okay. You know, I can respect that, though. You're going to sink something in the middle of the ocean. Save the cats. Save the cats. As long as these cats don't knock my tree over, I mean, I'm not going to put them in a submarine and sink them. You know what I mean? So, it's... Unclear what the Nazis had named the cat. Okay. But the British soldiers had named him Oscar. But then less than three hours later, that ship sank. And Oscar was found floating on a piece of something. Was he alive? Alive. Yeah. By other British. He survived 
three ships sinking and live to the ripe old age of 14. Oscar's a savage, bro. So he got the nickname Unsinkable Sam. Uh, he changed his name. Well, you know, British people are weird. What do you want? Sam. Oscar's much better. But uh, yeah, so they kidnapped this cat. Yeah, and then their boat got sunk. And then he was on another boat that sunk then. Another two other boats that sank. And survived all three of those sinkings. And Oh, man. Well, that's probably why he only made it to 14. How many lives did he use up during that time? Right? Um, all right, so... Here's a, here's a fact, man. Who, who, designed, who, who designed our current flag? Do you know? I know, but do you want me to say the actual answer, or do you want yeah, me to throw right off? Oh, go ahead. A uh, high school student. Yeah, 17-year-old kid. And do you know what the grade he got on it? Yeah. No, the first, the original grade he got on it, before they accepted it as the nation's flag. Yeah. Go ahead. It was a C, wasn't it? It was B minus. B minus. And then once the nation... Yeah, and then all of a sudden it became an A. And yet, but he actually had to write the White House 21 times until uh, President Eisenhower gave him a phone call and told him that they were finally, they've decided they're going to use his flag. His name was Robert G. Heft, and it was in 1958. He's from uh, Alaska. I didn't know that part. Yeah. He, and, and, Oh, no, no, no. That's not right. He he made the design and put 50 stars on it because he was anticipating that it was only a matter of time before Hawaii and Alaska became states. So that's why he got a B- minus because it should have only had 48. Yeah, right. Um, you, know, you know, technically, it should be a 52 star. I mean, if we're... Well, yeah, it should be. Because D.C. is its own republic. Right. Well, actually, then you should almost say it's 53 because you're about to say Puerto Rico. Right? I am about to say Puerto so, Rico. So what about Guam? Oh, you're right. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So. That's fair. But I I mean, I don't know. If you're if you're from Puerto Rico or you're from Guam, do you really want to become a state? Because you don't pay the federal income tax. And. But you get yeah. all the benefits. You get the vote. You have representation. Um, you know, Tom. Mike. What are your sleep habits like, man? Do you like? Do you get like a steady eight hours of sleep every day? Nowhere near. No. I get closer to about four, four and a half a night, and that's. I know that sounds low, but um, and I've talked to my doctors about this, but it's okay because. That's what I've had my whole life. Okay. It's not just a... Okay. All right. <clears throat> and all I've, right. I've functioned pretty all right on it, so... So... No one's concerned. I'm going to tell you, if that's the case, I'm not going to ever let you around anything that could become a catastrophe. Because some of the greatest... Or worst disasters, I guess greatest wouldn't be the right word, but the biggest disasters in history have been caused by lack of sleep. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Wouldn't the Exxon Valdez oil spill? Captain fell asleep. The Challenger explosion. That was a good high winks. 
Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I was about to say Chernobyl. Lack of sleep. Yep. Um, I thought Challenger was they put the wrong. They ordered the wrong washers because the rubber washers that they ordered shrank in the. The guy that did it. Oh. Okay. That did the inspection. (coughs) That's okay. Right. Okay. Was exhausted and didn't catch the problem. So people listen. We get it. Tom Tom functions on four hours of sleep. And if you're young, you probably can function on an hour of sleep. I know when I was in college, hour of sleep did it did me just fine. That's all um, you needed. But as you as you get a little bit older, it's important people get your solid eight. Or at least six. Get six. I don't think I ever get eight, but get six. Um Anyways, Mike, what? I have possibly the second most badass woman in history. Okay, I say second because um, the the female Chinese pirate, right? Hands down, number one most badass woman in history, in written history. Okay. Okay. Now, Kudalun, again, I'm probably massacring her name. Who is a descendant, a direct descendant of Genghis Khan, refused to marry unless her suitors could beat her in a wrestling match. But her stipulation was, okay, I'm betting my marriage. You bet some of your horses. She was so badass that she never married and was estimated to have close to or over 10,000 horses at the time of her death. Yep. I actually didn't know that one. That is, yeah. that's some gangster that's, shit. Yeah, she's hardcore, man. Um, <coughs> this one I'm not going to get into too much, but you remember, you remember we had this one president famous for saying, I'm not a crook. Uh, that's not where I'm going. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Because he definitely said that. But did you know he was a brilliant musician? Like, could have played professionally? I did not. Yeah. That's all I had for that. Mr. Nixon was a brilliant well, musician. Um, the most hated, well, I won't say the most because one of the most hated dictators in history was an artist. Was a fantastic artist. Well, if you liked realism, he was fa- well, he uh, he well, was fantastic with architecture. Right, look, look, yeah, there we go. Hitler, Hitler, Hitler could paint a building. With amazing detail, but the people were little blobs. Right. And look like people have looked back at that and said, well, you know, obviously he that tells you how he viewed people. Right. Which they were not important. I actually, um, it was a teacher in high school, um, and she had this painting hanging up in the classroom, come walking in one day. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about the history of this painting and we're. This is an art class. What are we doing? Whatever. She's like, so, you know, as we're all sitting there looking, you know, we're all kind of like, wow, you know, that actually is. Right. Pretty. And she's like, so you guys, you know, pretty much enjoy this, right? And we're like, yeah, it's it's good. And then she just goes, congratulations. You're Nazi sympathizers. Which, I don't agree with that part. But but she just said that to drive the point home. That, like... Yeah, this monster created something beautiful. Right. He also uh, 
Oh, what you do? Pat, stop walking on my keyboard. He also invented the Volkswagen. And the Autobahn. Which, um, around the same time, but different country, because it was uh, Britain and America. Do you know... There's wings purring like hell, if you can hear that. Um, that's how, it's about the same time Jeep got their name. Do you know where the name Jeep comes from? No, where? From the abbreviation of General Purpose Vehicle. Hey, go get the GP yep. and bring it around so Colonel and take Colonel wherever. Yeah. So it... GP got shortened. It just got changed into Jeep. Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I'd have one of those ones because those Jeeps ran forever. Not like these new ones. 100,000 miles, they rust out and fall apart. You're lucky if you get 100. No, you know, um, growing up, and I know you can attest for this, who had the best four-wheel drive in the business? Jeep. You're damn right. Jeep I, had the best four-wheel listen, drive system had, there was. And now? My favorite car was a 1993 Jeep Wrangler that I bought. Soft top, but it was like, had no carpet, plastic seats, because I knew that I was going to be somewhere and forget to put the top in when, on when I went to bed. And when it poured, I just wanted to open the drain plugs. So you had to do is pop the plugs on the floorboards. And go. Love that Jeep. But... It hit 92,000 miles and just rusted apart. Went to open the back door the one day, the hatch, the, the bracket snapped. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then someone cut your top. Well, yeah. Which is? Which, which, which on a soft really top Jeep, there's no, no reason. Just unzip the damn thing. Right? Like, I didn't even lock the doors because it was a soft top. But, um, did you, you know Honest Abe? You ever hear that guy? Everybody heard of Honest Abe. Honest Abraham Lincoln? Monster. Do you know he was a wrestling champion? Fantastic wrestler. Mm -hmm. Several state titles, um, either undefeated or near undefeated in his yeah. career. I can't over, remember. Over 300 matches. And, like, and, and it was said like on his campaign trail that there were a few times... Yeah, that people wrestle. That people being smart ass to be like, all right, Abraham, you're a wrestler. Let's go. Yeah. And then next thing, and then he'd tear they, him up. Yeah, next thing they know, they're in, yeah. you know, in a standing cradle crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going back, going back to your thing about Hitler. This is going to kind of blow your mind. I was a little shocked about this one. Hitler, Mussolini, and Stalin were all nominated for the Nobel, Nobel Peace, Peace Prize. Prize. Yes, sir. <laughs> um. Thank God none of them won. Um, but they met the criteria of professor of social sciences, history, philosophy, law, or theology. And because they've all, you know, created writings and, and everything right. like that, they could be submitted. Now, yeah. listen, um, agree with what they did. Don't agree with it. That's not for me to judge you on. But all three of these men were geniuses. Now they use their genius for the quote unquote evil side of things. Mm. But, you know, again, as Mike just attested to with the Nobel Peace Prize nominations, like they were like scholars, like legit ge scholar geniuses. Mm. 
like, and yeah, that's that that, that that's all the praise I'm at, giving that at, group. I mean, at some point, right? If you've got that blackness in you, it's gonna rear its head. You you at some point you make a you have to make a decision. They all went the wrong way, right? Um, but conditions, I and mean, that could be a whole episode, so I don't want to delve into that. I could talk for freaking two hours about that. Right. But conditions of the time caused by external forces allowed that to happen. Yes. So, um, you know what, Mike? I got something about World War II. All right. Let me hear Another thing about World War II that, that makes me um, family proud, I guess you say, because I am... Um, 50% Polish. Okay. So, during World War II, a group of Polish soldiers adopted and quote-unquote recruited a bear cub whose mother had been shot and killed by a hunter. Now, this bear, um, Wojek, was trained by a refugee civilian. And... He actually like would uh, drag crates of ammunition and shit oh, wow. for this crew, and like, so they had to enlist him though to get him on a British transport ship, because the Brits are like, yeah, no, there's no way in hell we're taking a bear on our ship with us. Yeah, get out of here. And then you know one smart ass British admiral or general or you know officer said, you want him on this ship? He needs to be a soldier. So they contacted their government. They got him his serial number. They got him his pay book, which the soldiers used, quote unquote, for the bear's food. Mm -hmm. But then come later on down the line, as I'm reading this article, you realize that it all didn't go to food. No. Which anybody could almost safely assume. Mm -hmm. But... He was he got the rank of private. He slept in the bunks with this uh, yeah brigade of Polish soldiers. Uh, was very protective of these Polish guys. Yeah, like nobody from outside of their group could go near their room, or else Wojek was saying no. Ah man, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. And. Um, see, here's where I'm talking about the, yeah, right, it all went to food. Because he was uh, um, apparently very fond of beer and cigarettes. The bear? The bear was. Now, I've seen pictures of bears being drunk at camp and stuff, but he used to smoke? You see, and, and, and that's why I'm like, yeah, no, the soldiers were using the cig- for money for cigarettes. Yeah, they mm. might have been feeding the bear beer. Yeah. But majority of the beer was and cigarettes were going to them. Um... So then, after the war, he retires to Edinburgh Zoo, Edinburgh Zoo. Oh, in Scotland? Yes, sir. Which he was treated very wellly, which, I mean, yes, barren captivity. Unfortunate, but... Yeah, but you know what? At that point, that dude could not go back to the wild. No, he could not go back to the wild at all. Whatever that... What's that open range, or... Is that, what's that show, that cartoon kids show, kids movie... With the bear and the deer. Elliot, the deer. Over the hedge? No. No, that's the one with Bruce. I think it is open range. 
But anyways, yeah, that, he would not function. No. So, well, he lived quite comfortably until his death at the age of 21. Wow. At the zoo. So he obviously mm-hmm. didn't have it bad at the zoo. No, nah, he lived well. He probably had his own TV. Probably got, you know, Friday and night beer runs. I only saw one article about this, so I cannot confirm specifically since I have never been there. But the one article that I was reading on about this did state that there is a statue of Wojak near the zoo. Oh, Not in the cool. zoo, but near the zoo. And again, I only read one article that said that, so I cannot confirm or de- yeah. nor deny. But it sounds really cool, yeah. so I'm running with it. Hey, you know what? I think we should put a statue of Wojak outside of uh, Mercer Mike's. And people that are fans of him should drop off six packs of beer. And cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, so look for that. That's going to happen down the road. I, but I actually, you know, again, so like I said, that's it's like, dude. I mean, that's crazy. I, I don't care what you say. That's a group of badass yeah, dudes to pick yeah. up a bear cup and be yeah. like. We're going to teach it. Right? <laughs> so I, I actually have a World War II story. And it's not weird history, but it's about my, my mom's dad, my grandfather. He was a scout in World War II. Okay. So, you know, he was obviously ahead of everybody. And he said, yeah, I need another one. He said that this one time he was out, crested a hill. He crested the hill the same time a German soldier crested a hill. <laughs> they put their, pointed their guns at each other, stu- stood and stared at each other for what seemed like an hour. It was probably more, he said, yeah, it's probably more like five minutes. But they just kind of looked at each other, nodded, and both turned around and walked in the other direction like, today's not the day we die. Today is not the day. You know, and, and that's almost like the, uh, it was during World War One, Not World War Two, but during World War One, where the um, American troops and the German troops called a truce on Christmas, yep. sang Christmas carols, and played soccer against right. each other. And then the next day they were back shooting at each other. Right. And what started that was... Um, the Americans were sitting there, and the one thought that he heard them singing Christmas carols across the field. And everybody else is telling him, like, you know, you're crazy, whatnot. And then they start listening, and then they're like, all right. So then they start singing the English version of the yeah. same song. So then one side waves the flag, you know, the Germans say it was the Americans, the way the first, the Americans say Germans waved the first. It doesn't matter. Somebody waved the flag, the other side agreed. They were laughing, joking, playing soccer, hanging out, having a grand old time, and and then like Mike said, until the next day when it was back to <laughs> it was uh, back to being no- back to business as usual. They had a day of normalcy, right? Is that a word? Um, Normality. Yeah, there we go. Um, well, that's and this one's not one of mine, but it's pop- like some history stuffs popping into my head. There's a little island that's contested. Um, Oh, is this the Canadian in the... Yeah. <laughs> this is it. I, I like this story. I dig it, man. It's between the Canadians and... Uh, the Green- Greenland? Greenland, yes. And every every so often they go out and change the flag on the island. And then plant, flower, plant native flowers right. to eat. Whoever, like if it's... Well, but on top of it, they leave what they leave. If it's the Canadians, they leave some Canadian whiskey there. Right. And then the other side comes and takes it and leaves whatever their drink is. 
So here's a fact. Speaking of drinks, we're sorry. Oh, that's right. Sorry, right. that's right. We're switching to a different one because it's a multi-pack that Tom grabbed today. Oh, this is def- this is a hazy, a hazy beer hog, six point eight percent. I think I need glasses, man. I keep saying that, but I'm gonna have to get them. Let me try yours on, Tom. That's not how that works. Mm, no, your eyes are worse than mine. <laughs> um, I, maybe I just need some readers. But 6.8% Hazy Bear Hug from Goose Island Brewing. Oh, yeah. Definitely got the definitely got the pine in it. What, what was the pine soul? That's the power of clean, baby. Was that the tagline of Lysol? Yep. <laughs> you know what? This one's good too. It really is not a dominant. Wow, IPA. that is a very light IPA. Yeah. This is a non-IPA yeah. drinker's IPA. That's the only way I can explain it. I don't think you could have said it you any better. You definitely don't get smacked in the throat with hops. No. There's none. You know, it's not like some of these. You take a drink and as the beer's going down, it's punching your little uvula. <laughs> Yeah, or your tonsils or whatever they have. The little punching bag thing. That's Uvila. Yeah, what, thank you, Tom. Hey, um, I have another World War II well, one okay, real quick. That's fine. Captain Mad Jack Churchill hmm. was a British captain during World War II. And he was called Mad Jack because he was famous for charging into battle with a longbow, a broadsword, and his bagpipes. At D-Day on Nor- you know, on D-Day in Normandy, he actually came off the boat playing his bagpipes, stopped, threw a grenade, went back to playing the bagpipes, and then <laughs> continued to storm the beach. Wait, he didn't get killed? No, he uh, survived, retired, and Jeez, man. Uh, think about it, Mike. Well, no, see, because you're right. In warfare, it's different because yeah. you're armed. Yeah. But at a bar, if somebody comes walking in with right. a bagpipe right. and broadsword, right. you're like, hey, I'm <laughs> away from this. I'll let this dude do I what mean, he wants. I mean, that reminds me of the whole don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Right? You know what I mean? Um, that's nuts. All right, all right, now you got me off mine, and we're going to go back to World War One. World War One for the Germans, young recruit named Adolf Hitler wants to join, gets the worst job that you can possibly get at that time. He was the messenger that ran through the bunkers and the, you know, where they were dug in. The trenches. The trenches to deliver one message, a message from one camp to the other, right? These dudes had about the life expectancy of like two trips. Right. Okay. He did it for three years. And and there's a... Which, in all fairness, would garner you quite the reputation. And, and at this point, everybody that's ever studied Red Hitler, he had a God complex. Very much so. It comes from this. And one, one event in particular, he was sitting down eating lunch. Right? And... And... Um, he just got a feeling like he should move. I'm done. So he changed seats. Someone else came down and sat. And the guy that was sitting where he was sitting three seconds later got hit by a mortar. So that's where he decided that he was 
you know, God's favorite or whatever, and that he needed to spread his message. <laughs> Anyways, yesterday was Halloween, right? Did you know in the 13th century, Pope Gregory the Fourth, he hated cats. He definitely was like... Oh, is this where the black cat thing yeah, comes from? He definitely was a dog person, man. He, um, he decreed that black cats were the instruments of Satan, which really kind of influences people today, right? You go in in some of these shelters, and these poor black cats never get adopted. Right, because, yeah, well, you probably can't hear Tom because he went to the restroom. But he was saying that most places won't even adopt them out around Halloween because they assume that the, the cats are going to be tortured. Um, so that's that one. And, but, you know, it's kind of funny because these cats have all gotten exterminated. And you know what you know what the lack of cats caused? The bubonic plague. The plague because there's nothing there to get rid of the get, oh. get rid of the rats. Speaking of the plague, uh, the witch wanted me to mention something for her since she could not make it. Um which is if you suffer from a chronic illness, like a modern autoimmune illness such as Crohn's, colitis, or fibromyalgia, then it's almost 100% certain that one of your ancestors survived the Black Plague. Oh, wow. And uh, apparently that's a recent study that is really gaining a lot of ground, which... Look at the witch. Not even here and has the best one. So... Well, no, because I got one that's going to surprise you. Okay, all right. I'm we'll not going to bring out... That's my, I'm saving that one for okay. last. All right, well, why don't we do some Terrible Tuesdays with Tom? Because I still have a lot, too. And I, I have a feeling we're going to get cut off at 90 minutes. Whoa, all right. So, um, this may be a two-parter. All right, you know, all right, um, you know, most nights... We also have other beers to try yet. We do. Uh, you know, most nights in history are badasses, right? Like the hardest of the hard, baddest of the bad soldiers. Right. Not all of them. You know, some of them are just there for, you know, knighted for formality or... You know, they're the son of a knight, right, and they right. get grandfathered in. Well, there was one really famous knight, um, but for the wrong reasons. He was very fragile. Okay. Like, you hit him, he was done. Hit him once, he's done. Yeah, His name was Sir Ramick. <sighs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> I did not know. We were heading to that. <laughs> That's the one I said that you're probably just going to go, oh. <laughs> Mike hit the wrong button. That's better. <laughs> hey, Mike. You know, I got some new neighbors that moved in, which is actually funny because. Because you do. Yes. But for the purpose of the joke, I'm not talking about okay. that. Um, you know, they made a sex tape the other day. Oh, they did? Yeah, I can't wait to see their faces when they find out. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's 
kind of like all these women on TikTok that are saying, um, my husband, my husband has made me a fortune on OnlyFans or on Feet.com. I just hope he never finds out. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> so, um, you know, Tom, when you think about pilgrims, right? Ian Mayflower, Plymouth Rock. Right, but like their outfits, man. What's the one thing on their outfit that everybody always... The hat. And what was always on the hat? The buckle. Yeah. The hats didn't have buckles. Back then, metal was too precious you, to be put on a hat for decoration. You know that... Okay. That actually... That... That's one of those things that you don't know, but then as soon as you know, you go... Mm-hmm. Wow, I should have known. Yep. Yep. So, and then, how about, how about, um, who's like one of the most famous female pharaohs? Cleopatra. Yeah. I know where you're going with this. She's not even Egyptian. No, she's Greek. She was Greek. Yep. Whoops. And you know, um, she, you know, this isn't to so show how wrong history is about the timeline, this is just to show how long the pyramids have been there. Cleopatra was actually ruler closer to modern times. Right, than when the pyramids were actually built. built. Yes. Yeah, isn't that insane? Right. Insane. Um, I actually had an Egyptology class when I was at, at the greatest college I ever slept around Pennsylvania. Which, by the way, Rocky's on my truck. That's right. Bring him out, free him, get rid of that dumbass lion. Pride Rock. Get Go the hell back out of to here. the freaking dirty gym sock people. That's right. Rocky is the legend. This lion, the lion is skinny. Yeah. Do you notice it? Yeah. Like they don't even have like a stuff like no, he's not Superman even a, chest. No, he's not even like a freak lion. He's no. Like, he's like he's like more like a the lion laying around at Pride Rock after the, <coughs> the hyenas stole all the food in the Lion King. Right. He's emaciated. So, um, hey, go ahead, Mike. You know, doctors pride themselves on their percentage rates, right? Okay. Say I've say uh, as a surgeon, I've come, I've done a thousand surgeries. Okay. And only three of those have resulted in death. So that's my percentage, real low. Okay. Okay. Robert Liston is the only surgeon to have a 300% mortality rate from one surgery. Damn. Wait. He was well-renowned for being the fastest surgeon. Okay. Which, and this was before anesthesia as we know it. So patients were, nine times out of ten, wide awake, feeling everything. So speed was crucial. Okay. So he's going so fast that he cuts two of his assistant's fingers off. (laughs) And then when he goes to turn around, he catches an elderly doctor's jacket. Okay. That elderly doctor starts panicking so bad because he thinks he's cut, he puts himself into a, a shock state and gives himself a heart attack. So the doctor in the audience passes away. 
both the patient and the assistant pass away from gangrene down the line. So, three people died from one surgery. Robert Liston is the only surgeon in U.S. history to have a 300% mortality rate on right. one surgery. And you know what? You know what happened after that? He got out of medicine, became a dentist, and invented Listerine. <laughs> thank you, thank you. These freaking dad jokes are contagious. Uh-huh. You ever hear? You, you ever hear Fidel Castro? I, no, no, no. I have not. Really? For the sake of. Oh no, it's okay to hear about him. Oh okay, then, then yes, everybody, everybody knows. You want to know how unpopular Fidel Castro was? I know how unkillable he was. Yeah. More than 600 plots were tried, tried to be executed on his 17 life. plus actually came... Close. Close. Yes. Uh, I know that's not where you were going, but... Yeah, you're right. I mean, and, but listen to this. Some of this shit's pretty creative, man. An exploding cigar. It went out before it got to the fuse. Right. A poisoned diving suit. And then they would, people tried to lace him with psychedelic drugs so they would sound crazy when he was speaking in public. All of it failed. Right. Uh, well, well, you know why that part failed? Because the crazier he sounded, the more his people, the more of a hero he became. Mm-hmm. Yep. So even if they were su- excuse me, successful in spiking him, it 100% backfired. Yeah. I mean, well, the U.S. had some pretty... We don't want to go there, but they definitely had some attempts that were pretty bad. Yeah. Um, you ever hear of the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb? <laughs> Whose fleece was white as snow? Yeah, you know it. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. You know that. Do you know it's based off of a true story? No. Yes. Oh, I got a nursery rhyme one for you when in, you're done. In 1817, there was a girl... Named Mary Sawyer. She was an 11 year old girl who lived in Boston. And guess what? She, she had, a, had a lamb and it followed her to school one day. <laughs> was its fleece white as snow? Uh, yes. Maybe. Yes, we're going to go with yes. Um, but then later on, as she got older, she helped raising, raise money for an old church by selling pieces of wool from that famous lamb. You know what? Props to her. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hey, you know Ernest Hemingway, don't you? Oh, yeah. We used to drink all the time. Did you ever hear of his little brother? No. Leicester. Okay. Hemingway started his own country on a uh, about 8 foot by 30 foot raft made out of pri- uh, primarily uh, bamboo. Okay. Anchored it in international waters just outside of Jamaica. Now, his plan was to use the publicity of it to raise money for an um, oceanic research facility. Oh, that's cool. Which, I was like, when I started reading it, I'm like, what in the hell was this nutball doing? But then once I read that, I was like, well, all right. Yeah, I could get behind that. Unfortunately, though, two years later in 1966... It was destroyed by a tropical storm coming through. And well, I mean, that kind of happens down there. And it, 
he never rebuilt or... Well, at that point, he probably realized... Right. This is what? a lost cause. Right. Um. Oh, the nursery rhyme one I was about okay, to tell you. Okay, go ahead. You know, in all the incantations of Humpty Dumpty all through history, never once does it actually mention he's an egg. Yeah, he might be ceramic. <laughs> Boom. Um, did you know that when escalators first came out, people were terrified of them? Absolutely terrified. I did not know that, but it it seems sensible. Like nowadays, think about it. We got escalators. You go to the airport. You got the freaking people movers. Right. Right. Um, when they were first introduced in the London Underground, the executives for the escalators manufacturer, Malin and Cochran, had this guy named William Harris ride up and down the escalator, right? That was his job. That was it. Mm-hmm. Up and down, up and down. Just to prove it was safe, right? Um, and the whole reason was William Harris only had one leg. And he wanted, they wanted people to see that it was stable, a smooth ride, and that they weren't going to lose their balance because everybody was afraid that they were going to get on there, lose their balance, and fall down. Right. Which, you have to try to fall. Mm-hmm. You have to try almost Well, that's all like fall. the whole... You're going to get your tire shoes before you get on an escalator. It's going to get sucked up. That's one of those things that's happened once in history and nobody mm-hmm. ever lets go of. Yeah. And that was probably because the dude didn't want to lose his shoe. You know, speaking of things that weren't popular, you know, that wasn't popular when it first came out. Shopping carts. Oh? Oh, yeah. Nowadays, could you imagine going into a store without a shopping cart? Or at least a basket? No way, right? The inventor of the shopping cart, Sylvan Goldman, who owned the Humpty Dumpty chain of grocery stores in the South, first rolled out, no one would use them. He had to hire fake shoppers to wheel wheel them around the store and demonstrate how convenient they were. Right. Which probably led to people overspending in the stores. Which... I'm sure he was not complaining about. No. Well, I mean, I, that's probably the goal. Speaking of speaking of overspending in the store, have you, I, I every now and then I have to run to Waltz. That, for those not in the area, <coughs> do not know it. It's uh, the world's worst grocery store. What is that? I don't know. I'm hoping it's rain or a storm of bugs. Looks like locusts. Ugh. Speaking of Egypt, looks like snow. <laughs> On a black and white camera, it looks like snow. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, you, I, I, I had a run in there the other day. I bought like five things. My bill was 38 bucks. That sounds about right. I, I, I just can't. I can't do it. I feel like every time I go in there, I just feel filthy when I walk out, like mm-hmm. I was taken advantage of. And he doesn't even have anything you want either. No. It's Every time I go shopping there, I feel like I'm settling on what I'm buying. Because it's not exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's close enough. I can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, really, the only thing convenient about it is it's two places down from the liquor store. You know, and 
and that that's always been and my multiple times in my history I've you know publicly commented on Facebook like listen man if you're going to create a monopoly of yeah. grocery stores in the area at least cater to what the people want right 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 don't price gouge people like don't don't go in you want to buy a jar of pickles and they're eight bucks that deserves another one <laughs> um tom's about to get fired because he just touched mike's soundboard yeah you're not supposed to be doing that, man listen what else you got hey th- this is my big guy all right do you know who at one point was the sixth largest military in the world Jamaica. Not a country. Oh, wrong. PepsiCo. What? In 1959, the vice president of PepsiCo goes to Moscow to try and pitch Pepsi okay. to sell over in Russia. What, it, huge hit. Like, instantly. Rush, you know. Yeah. The government, okay, we got... Yeah. Test this out with people, and then people are like, "Okay, we need it more." And well, unfortunately, at that time, um, Russian money was not accepted worldwide. Like you can't, like today, when yeah, like there's, if you, there's exchanges and people are on the same currency, right, right. So Pepsi said, "Well, your money's no good, but we need to get something out of this." So at the equivalent of Quote unquote, a couple billion dollars worth of merchandise. Russia traded submarines, military ships, and massive amounts of vodka to PepsiCo for the rights to sell Pepsi in their country, which for a short period of time made PepsiCo the sixth largest military in the world until they sold them all for scrap. Oh, wow. To get the money out of them. Wow. But that that was the number one thing I read today that I was like, holy shit. Mm, that's interesting. I, I did not know that one. I had no idea. You know, you know, you know what movie I can't stand? Much Ado About Nothing? Yeah, that one too. But the fucking Titanic, man. Okay? Listen. You can't get to the front of the ship. No, but on top, but I don't even care about that part. I don't even care about that part. Before I tell you my little tidbit of history, let's just talk about how fucking Rose could have moved the fuck over. That was a big fucking door. Yes. You could have moved over and let Leo back on there. There was no reason that you made Leo stay in that ocean and die. (laughs) There was enough room for two people on that door. You're damn right. That's why Rose is the villain on the Titanic. Not, Not the iceberg. Boyfriend. Oh, I, I was <laughs> or the iceberg. iceberg. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was the main villain. But did you know the people that built that ship were Irish? I didn't know that, but they never, ever, ever claimed that the Titanic was unsinkable. unsinkable. Mm-hmm. Yes, because what um, the the things I've heard and have read about it were basically all the employees building it. You know, the the general consensus was. Why are they claiming it's unsinkable if the wall if they right. don't if the adjustables don't go the whole way up? Right, right. 
And it, I mean, it was it was like every other ship built. Well, well, I'm it was, sorry. It was definitely fancy. I'm sorry. It was probably more like these cheap bastards call this unsinkable, but they won't pay for mm -hmm. it to go the whole way up and close it the whole way right. off like it's supposed right. to. They're probably like, well, I mean, yeah, it'll float. You'll be fine as long as you don't hit an iceberg. What are the chances of hitting an iceberg? Uh, I bet that guy was was suffering from sleep deprivation too. Oh, the one in the widow's peak or um, the bird nest. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Yep. It's proven so much so that he forgot to grab the binoculars off of the desk before going up to the bird nest. <laughs> All right, so look, we're gonna stop it here. I'm gonna save it. Remind me. We'll load episode two and pick up where we're at. I'm very impressed that Chelsea at this point is still awake. Oh, she was sleeping early. I woke up. <laughs> uh, she did took in and take. Why did you rattle on me? Right. Hey, look. I was sleeping. We're with off the kitties, air. Though. We're off air. Hey, look. <laughs> at least, at least the you weren't. Kitty came up and partied with me on the episode. Which one? Uh, the old gray one. So we're gonna Max. hop off. Thanks for listening. We love you. Share this so people will start subscribing. Tom and I are still trying to get an island. And it, like we found out from Hemingway, a raft will not cut it. Even if it is 30 foot long. <laughs> and for God's sakes, people, put your shopping carts away. Mm -hmm.